All right, Boz, here we go. Here we go. You, my friend, sparked the topic of this, of this chat right now. Well, I don't know if I sparked it in so much as I, you know, allowed the door to be open, but I don't think it has much to do with me. At least I hope not. I hope this yeah, is not some say. sort of uh, <laughs> underhanded accusation because, man, that would be a bummer. So you, well, I'll read the email of the message that came in and maybe you can give a little bit of yeah. a backstory. A message Sounds came good. in from Stephanie K. And she says, I have a podcast discussion recommendation. On Friday, Adrian Bosman dropped into my gym, CrossFit Thunderhead in Spring Hill, Tennessee. True and story. And I have the privilege of partnering with him for a workout. I've partnered with you for a workout. I don't call it a privilege. But anyway, <laughs> running. It was running, weighted lunges, and burpees. It was fun. On my way home, I was thinking, what if Boz thought I was a rep shaver because he was out running while I was doing the burpees. So my question is, as CrossFit coaches, can you guys tell when athletes are shaving reps and what do you do about it? I don't understand why people would cheat in workouts, but some do. Oh boy, this is a juicy topic. And <laughs> and uh, one that comes up periodically. I mean, you know, both of us have been doing CrossFit and been steeped in the culture for a long time. And this is one of those things that I don't think you could ever fully kill it. It's just going to keep rearing its ugly head just due to the nature of people being flawed. You know, that's just the way it is. So yeah, sure. nobody's perfect, but um, a little backstory. So yeah, I've been trying to do a drop-in every week locally. And I happen to be down in a town called Columbia, Tennessee, which is a little bit south of where I live. But uh, I had a friend that moved out there right before Christmas. And every, uh, the first Friday of every month in Columbia, they host like a little, you know, they shut down some of the streets and they have food trucks mm, and artists cool. and things like that. Yeah. So anyway, I was down there with my friend and the, a whole crew from CrossFit Thunderhead also happened to be there and they, they spotted me and they said, hello. And they're like, oh, you got to come down sometime. And I said, sure, I'll be there on Friday. So went down, had a great workout with their crew. They got an awesome gym, a beautiful kind of reclaimed old mechanic shop on this little hobby farm. Oh, it's a very cool, cool setup. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool setup. And uh, did a grinder of a workout, 20 minute workout with, as Stephanie said, running lunges and burpees. And the deal was with this particular workout, the running set the pace. So I would run as partner one, Stephanie would then be doing lunges and max burpees until mm. I returned. And then we'd flip flop. She'd go out on the run. I'd be doing lunges and then max burpees until she got back. I like the sounds of that workout, by the way. It was a great workout. It was perfectly uh, like fun, nasty, everything that you want in a partner workout on a Friday morning. So it worked out really well. And so Stephanie's question is like, okay, we were partnered up. I kind of have to take it on good faith that she is doing what she's saying she's doing and vice versa. And, you know, I'd like to think in the idolized sense of things, the, the kind of high level is that CrossFit is something that requires a high level of integrity to engage with. And it's something that it's hard work. It takes discipline. It takes determination to, to learn things that you're not initially good at. Uh, you have to be willing to face challenge and keep coming back to it even when the going isn't always smooth. And in my opinion, I think that's all very good to develop the character of the person doing it. 
Does that guarantee that the character of that person coming in is good, though? No, it does not. <laughs> uh, well said. Like, and so what I would say is that for me personally, I don't like to assume, and nor would I, and nor did I. Stephanie was an awesome partner. I had no reason to assume that she was anything other than the total badass that she presented herself to be. Um, and unless there's something fishy going on, I don't think that you need to be too worried about it. And what does that mean? A little bit fishy. Well, I think anybody who's been coaching for a long time or around CrossFit for a long time, you start to get a pretty good sense and a pretty good level of experience where you're like, wait a minute, you did Fran how fast? And you've been doing CrossFit for three months mm -hmm. and your Cindy score is terrible. You can't run a mile. Hold on a second. Something's not adding up here. And then you can start to follow the breadcrumbs. But short of that, I don't think you have to worry too much. So, uh, well, I, I've got a couple of things to say, but I think I might like you just to close the loop on those things. But, you know, yeah. the, her second part of the question is, what do you do about it? So let's say that you, yeah. it, it moves away from hunch to confirmation. Okay. You, you've yep. got a confirmed rep shaver. <laughs> you got the scent <laughs> what on is, the trail. <laughs> what is, what is a recommendation you may have? Honestly, I think it's direct, frank conversation. This is not something that's just going to go away or get better. And I'll be honest, as far as the impact on the individual, I don't really care. You know, if it's just the individual working out in a vacuum and they want to pad out their scores, do I like it? No. Am I going to get too bent out of shape about it? Honestly, who cares? Because it doesn't really have a big impact. But that's usually not the case. What's usually the case is that because it's public, because you're working out in an affiliate setting, right. because other people will pick up on this behavior as well, it starts to create a ripple effect through the culture of your affiliate. And that's where things can't be allowed to fly. That, that's just like a cancer that's got to be cut out. You can't shrink it and hope for the best. You got to eradicate it. And so... And, and hopefully the frank conversation, you, you know, is so eye-opening and oh no they got me to the individual that and they now know that you're on to them that hopefully yeah. corrects it yeah absolutely and i think it's uh it's just identifying that like hey number one that's not cool here and number two <laughs> right. you know this is why and it's not because your score is so important but because what you're doing is undermining other people's hard work around you and that's where the line has to be drawn in my opinion well you know, I've got my strong feelings on this as well, and they're pretty much in line with what you just said there. So I figured it would be interesting to hear from a couple other people. So I reached out to a couple pillars of the community to oh. see what they would have to say. Well, yeah, oh, nice little surprise, I huh? I didn't know this before we started. This is great. Yeah, okay, I love little, it. little surprise. So yeah. I reached out to Scott Pancheck from CrossFit Mentality. Okay. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I'm a huge Scott fan. You know, Me I think he, he does things right. He's a stand-up guy. And so anything yep. involving, you know, some uh, bizarre integrity is like, oh, I was curious to hear what Scott has to say. Yeah, right so I, I would also say if you're anywhere in the area of, I believe it's Mentor, Ohio is where they're located. Mm -hmm. You should pop in there. But when I asked him about the rep shaving, he said the first thing that he would look at is maybe not potentially the athlete himself or herself but the leadership within the gym and, and mm -hmm. maybe this is from his background as one of the best competitive athletes in the world and he's, he would say oh did i accidentally create 
too competitive of an atmosphere in my gym that going fast and winning is the most important mm-hmm. thing above all else. And have, have I, in some way, shape or form, let that seep into my members? And uh, he's like, so that would be the first place that he was looking, which I thought was, that was a really cool thing for him to say. Then uh, beyond that, he thought the big part of not letting that become the atmosphere was through the educational component and talking mm-hmm. to people about why other things matter other than the time on the leaderboard. And, and he said he always likes to let his members know that, um, you know, don't care too much about being fast. As a matter of fact, he likes people. He always tells people that you, most of us, probably did the workout really well if you found yourself in the middle of the pack. And he hmm. said, you know, now don't get me wrong. You might just be the person with the fastest friend, with the fastest whatever. Sure. Goes, but He's like, most of us are, are regular folks. Movements are challenging. Loadings are challenging. A lot of scales and modifications happen. And so therefore, if you scale or modified the workout, you made it too easy and you're always first, no good. If you didn't scale enough, you're always last, no good. But if you scale it in, in some sort of way, you find that challenge where you're landing about middle of the pack. He's like, you're probably kind of where you need to be. He's like, so that's, that's something he encourages people as well. He also said, if it actually occurred, like we said, yep, okay, darn it. We identified that it, it really is happening. It's not a problem with the leadership. It's not an education problem. You know, Bob is shortchanging his reps <laughs> <laughs> intentionally to do better. Then, you know, a, a conversation has to happen as well. But he said you could also do things like pairing up with people, right? And you're going to have a workout mm-hmm. where it's a partner workout. But while the one partner is resting, so to speak, they are counting your reps for you. Yep. And so, you know, there are ways to make sure that that doesn't happen uh, and see, does that correct the problem in and of itself? And if all those things don't, then, yeah, you'll get yourself in a situation where, you know, a, a conversation has to occur. And he also was, you know, he was very gracious, very nice. He's like, you know, some people just can't count, man. He's like, they get in, in, a, yeah, in a workout and true. they just miscount like all yeah. the time. Uh, in every round, he's like, and it's not intentional. Like you hook them up to a lie detector test. They're trying. They just don't count right. And I said, maybe this is the cynical New Englander in me. New Englander in me. I said, that's true, Scott, but they never do too many, do they? And he's like, he's like that's <laughs> well, true. Well, you know what? I disagree. I'll push back on that a little bit. I've had plenty of people throughout my time when I was, uh, you know, coaching uh, more directly at affiliates and, and, you know, with clients and things like that where they could not count and they did end up doing extra reps just well, as there often you go. as they there would you go. do. All right. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. But I'll tell you, know? you the difference though, in my experience at least, um, is that when you have somebody like that, cause they are out there and they're just like, they get into that mode, you know, the oxygen is somewhere else. It's not the brain. It's somewhere else mm-hmm. it's being utilized for doing stuff at that point. And they just can't keep it together as far as the rep scheme. Fine they're usually the first ones to admit that and mm, they're not going to sure. be hardline about the score that goes up on the board. They're like, ah, I don't know, you know, put an asterisk by it, whatever. I think I did the right reps, but no big deal. The, the really dedicated rep shavers that I have come across, they're usually pretty good at trying to obscure that from people and they're not going to be forthcoming. So I think there is a fundamentally difference in uh, behavior there. So you gotta, you gotta watch out for that a little bit. Um, but I love that idea of, Hey, that culture does start at the top. I think that's a really, really good point that Scott brought to the table there because, you know, again, there's going to be this big kind of ripple effect from what is held as being the standard by the people that are coaching, by the owners of that affiliate, 
and by extension, the other members and, and the way that they engage with each other. And so, yeah, it does start at the top. That's a really mature way to look at it, I think, to say, okay, hold on, what have we done to contribute to that? Mm -hmm. And that's the, what a great place to, to start. So hats off for, for that. I asked one more affiliate owner. Okay. Uh, um, Nicole Christensen from CrossFit oh, Roots. A, a favorite of the show, absolutely. None and better, in my opinion. I was going to say, shocker to no one, she had a firm opinion on the topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she, she got to the point a lot, uh, a whole heck of a lot quicker. So again, getting back to like, okay, if it moves from suspicion to confirmation, okay, that's, that's the yeah. critical thing here. Now, what the first thing that came out of her mouth was, she's like, you know, I don't, and maybe it's similar to what you said. She's like, you know, I've heard before, like, oh, what's the big deal? It, it just hurts that person. But she's like, I strongly disagree with that. She's like, it hurts mm -hmm. the whole gym because mm -hmm. people aren't stupid. They're going to catch up. They're going to see the trainers notice it. Other people notice that so-and-so's wall ball cadence in the warm-up is this. And some simple math says if we've got to do 30, it's going to take you about this. But suddenly when the workout starts, he's 15 seconds now ahead of who everyone knows is the fastest. We're like, what? That's weird. Like, they're like people catch on to these things. So it doesn't just hurt the person, hurts the community. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it has to get addressed. Because you've got the gym, you've got your standards, you've got your integrity. So first and for foremost, she said, and she has, um, <laughs> she said currently... She's got three known rep shavers in her gym. She's like, <laughs> she's like we got three of them. Everyone knows who they are. It's <laughs> uh, amazing. You know, you might as well have a hit list on the wall. Yeah. And so once it's identified, it's a private conversation, you know, not in front of yep. everybody that takes place with yep. everybody as to why, you know, not only for your own good, but for the good of the community is we just can't do it. We can't do it. It's not okay. Like we can't, that's not how we're going to roll in this facility. It's not the culture that we built and, and we'd be wrong to allow. So that happens. If that corrects it, happy, happy, joy, joy, the clouds go away, the sun comes out. Uh, she made it aware to me that that does not always work. And she has had personal experience with True that. True story. Yep. And so after whatever the appropriate amount of steps is, um, step number two is, she said in her own words, a bit more harsh and a bit more public. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and basically... It would be at the end of the workout, the trainer's writing the times up on the board, so-and-so known rep shaver shouts out their time, and the trainer will put up, you know, their time, but then write not Rx next to it. And everyone else that did it, Rx, would have Rx next to that, or however your scale is. And if that person says something like, you know, but I, I did it prescribed, there would just be some total just calm voice. This isn't like a shot. It's just as, as matter of fact as if you're discussing the weather, well, you know, the the workout with this many repetitions, um, you know, I I I watched it during the workout. Those didn't occur, so we can't call it prescribed. That's just it mm -hmm. is what it is. Black and white. Prescribed means something in this gym, and what occurred was not prescribed, and so therefore yep. you did it. But we're not going to put prescribed next to it. That usually does the trick because nobody enjoys that. <laughs> but you know, hopefully the private conversation uh, happened first. So then. While that usually does the trick, she said they had a very recent experience where this person had gone through intervention number one, 
didn't take, had gone through <laughs> intervention number two. Didn't Need take. stronger medicine. <laughs> stronger medicine was needed. Oh boy. And this was a weekend class. Uh, Nicole wasn't there and one of her other coaches was, was coaching the class. And I guess this coach, she was just fed up with it. Has seen this happen however many times. Other members are starting to be bothered by it as well. And, you know, she runs the class, does a good class, brings everybody in at the end and basically said, you know, said some nice stuff at the end of the class and then said, hey, you know, by the way, here's what we're about at this gym. Here's what we do and how we do business. Here's why it's important, right? And part of that is, you know, your reps and that, that stuff. She mentioned it. And she said, if that's not something that you feel like being a part of, she didn't look at anyone directly. She goes, this might not be the right place for you. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How about that? Wow. You know, but this wasn't step one or step two, sure. you know, for yeah. them. Now, you know, Nicole is very cool. And she said, at the end of this, what was interesting was, you know, I don't know if you know this, Boz, but you're never going to make everybody happy. It's true. I, <laughs> you, know? Uh, you know, I've, I've certainly uh, started to come to an understanding about that recently. Right. Yes. So <laughs> she said, even like within this class, this trainer had people come up to her afterwards and say, both sides of the fence, like, Thank you so much mm -hmm. for saying that. It needed to be said. You said it very well and professionally. It drives us crazy. Thank you. And and she had the opposite come up, which was like, hey, you know, like, what's you know, what's up your butt today? Like, what what why was that necessary? Just relax a little bit. Like, whoop de doo. What's the big deal? You're going to get the whole gamut. And so, it's interesting to be in a position of of leadership in in the gym that. You're never going to make everybody happy. So what you probably have to do in your gym is establish your culture, your vibe, your rules, your integrity, your whatever, and then just fairly enforce that, you know, and this, you know, that's about the best that you could do. So that was a very cool recent thing. And as a matter of fact, she also said on her website for CrossFit Roots, they did a blog post, I think it was a couple of years ago on this very topic. and so. Um, don't hold me to it, everybody out there in the watching and listening audience, but I will try to get that link and maybe put it in the show oh, notes right on. so that everybody can read it. So those that was yeah. Scott's take and that was Nicole's take. Oh, I love that. I love that you reached out to them. I'm, uh, th that makes me really happy that you uh, got the outside perspective. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. A couple other things that kind of came to mind as you're talking through Nicole's process in particular, um, you know, when you talk about somebody who is known to kind of skirt the lines like this, shave reps, not follow the uh, the letter of what's written, and intentionally so, so that they can inflate themselves. You know, there's a couple things there on the education side that I think are important to note. And uh, it's not so much that it's like, hey, you know, this is uh, impacting others around you because they can see that you're not doing the full work. I mean, yes, that is a factor, like we talked about. Uh, but for that individual in particular, what's important is that if you want to look at improvement, if you want to look at whether or not your training is actually serving you, the best way to do that is to track your results and track mm -hmm. your results as accurately as you can so that you can come back and every day you've got a bit of a signal that says, okay, am I moving in the direction I'd like to be moving or not? Am I standing still or am I moving forward? And if that's inaccurate, Right. And you're not going to remember. You're not going to remember a week from now, okay, well, you know what? I wasn't quite truthful about two or three reps on that workout. Therefore, I have a mental idea of where the actual result was. You're never going to be able to hold that in your mind given enough time. 
And so when you lose that integrity of result, now you don't have a really good signal for whether or not the training is actually serving you. And it undermines the whole process in a pretty insidious way. And it doesn't seem like much in the moment, but over time, it's like, man, I look back a year from now and I say, well, I, I don't know if I can mm. trust any of this. So you don't have that how do I know if I'm going? repeatable data. Exactly. Yep. So that's, that's one reason. And hey, you know, maybe somebody doesn't care about that. Fair enough. Then that, you know, the kind of the more broader social implication, I think, is that the reality is that individual will become isolated from the rest of the community in the gym. There will, and maybe that's a little harsh and it might no, not be that sudden. I mean, good behavior is contagious and bad behavior is, is also contagious. And so you don't want that other one to spread too. Well, not so much spreading. What I'm saying is that the people that do act with high integrity and it does matter to them, they will slowly over time lessen the amount of interaction with that individual. Sure, they sure, will yeah. actively avoid that person. And that may look like, hey, you know what? During class, I just don't really have much to do with them. And I've seen it go so far as like, I don't take class when I know that person's going to show up. You know, mm -hmm. So you start to see this effect on other members that do hold themselves to a high standard and they don't want to tolerate it. And that's when things get weird. And that's where you can really start to uh, have this rift that's not a good situation for anybody. So no, I think agreed. that's, that's and, part and, of it. And I, I, I understood that for sure. And I, I agree. I'm also just saying like, that's why it's important to uphold the, the standards of your gym because both sorts of behavior can also be contagious and you want to let people know like, yep. this is, this is how we roll here. So don't, don't think this is a, a slippery slope that we're going to just right. start to slide. And then Jim and Mary goes, Hmm. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, the fastest uh, filthy 50 I ever did is when I just did 40 reps of everything. You know, we're not looking, <laughs> yeah, we're not exactly. looking to have that, you know? So, right. Yeah, but, uh, and, and I'll add one more kind of caveat there, and I think this is my final thought on that. And, and I'll say that when it comes to working out, um, you know, there's enough of us running our mouths on the internet about it for people to, to pick up that on mm -hmm. a personal level, like, I don't care if you do 10 reps or 15 reps. I don't care if the workout was written 21, 15, 9, and you did 18 12, six, mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter. But what does matter is that you're honest about what you did do so that you can look back on it and you can make some good decisions. And that honesty, I think is just a big part of it. It's like, if you're like, we talked about one of those people that can't keep track of reps or for whatever reason that day, you're like, you know what? It's been a rough week. I haven't been sleeping much. My diet's been off the rails. I came in, I saw this rep scheme on the board and I knew right away, it's like, man, this is just going to eat me up today. Okay, maybe you made a game day decision that you're not going to do all the work. Fine, just own up to it. And I think that's very important in the culture too of your gym to give people the latitude to do that where it's like, hey, you know what? Yeah, I did this today and it wasn't a big deal. And it's not because I'm trying to cheat. It's just what I had in me today. You know, great, mm -hmm. no harm, no foul, you know? Um, or, hey man, I lost track halfway through. So I think my score was x but it, right. you know i'm not really concerned or uh, i'm not really certain so just so you know like i lost track in the middle i don't know nobody's gonna bat an eye at that if you can just be honest about it and yeah i've definitely said my piece on it so not to go down a, a rabbit hole which this would be and i'm also not qualified to go down but there's mm. i would also say there's potentially the rabbit holes <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the one you're not qualified to speak on yet you do yeah <laughs> You know, uh, I would think there's potentially, you know, is that person going through something? I mean, if sure. what what's yeah. going on in your life that uh, you are going to 
lie, cheat, or steal mm. to get somewhere in the leaderboard to feel some sort of accomplishment and validation, at least during this one hour gym time that maybe isn't happening somewhere else. Like what's what's mm. happening? Something's happening there, you know, and it could be minor, it could be major, but I would, you know, potentially there's something to be looked into yeah. that, that's beyond my scope of work, but I'll just, you know, throw that out there. So that's yeah, fair enough. That's that. But hey, Great topic. I mean, I think what we all walked away with is if, if Boz drops it in your gym, it, it, it causes some stress. People start to worry <laughs> about what's happening. <laughs> Hold on. Let's back up the train here a little bit. Stephanie was very fit and she was putting the pressure on me. Uh, the, the number of burpees that she was getting done uh, by the time I got back from that run was putting me on notice. So that was, <laughs> she kept me honest. That's cool. so a great workout and, uh, and good question. Well, hey, everybody, again, of course, keep the Keep the comments coming, keep the questions coming. And if you're somewhere in the Tennessee area, maybe you'll see Boz drop in there for a workout. But we obviously read these things and we appreciate we appreciate them. We'd love to have this show be, you know, more of the community show. Like it's not Adrian and I's show. We're just happy to be here helping everybody out. So it's, it's your show. Let us know where you want the, the topics to go and we'll follow your lead. So you can find this episode on the BTWB YouTube channel. Post your thoughts on the comments about rep shaving have you seen it have you experienced it are you a rehabilitated rep shaver you know so what you know how <laughs> yeah, did that go from those people yeah how did Truly. that go and are you back on track yeah. and all that good stuff and as we always say if you want to help support the show check out the vnr cycles that we've got there's all kinds of them out there from get your first pull up to kipping bar muscle up there's some barbell stuff there's some on-ramp programs that i think will serve everybody well so just go to the show notes and click on the link and check them out. And for Adrian Bosman, I'm Pat Sherwood, and we will see you next time.